We're on track for a great episode there. I can feel it. Uh, can yeah, feel it. I'm ready. I'm half a beer down. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Okay, and here we are. Welcome back to episode three of Pub Columbia. Now, so this week we're going to be interviewing Harry. Um, Harry and I met in Colombia in 2018 when we were both working for newspapers. He was working for El Tiempo and I was working for El Espectador. When we returned back to the UK, we realised that we both lived on the same street in London. Um, So now he is a recent graduate from Edinburgh University and he's a film director. He released his second short film in August 2019 called Glass People. And it was absolutely brilliant. And all of you will be able to access the link in the bio on Spotify. Um, And now he's directing and starting to film Santi this year. And the film has a Colombian protagonist and demonstrates the differences between the UK and Colombia. And Marvin somehow kind of waggled his way in to be the executive producer. Um, So, Harry, we're excited to have you on. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to be here. The big question on everybody's lips is, why Santi? So the name Santi is actually the nickname for the protagonist's name. So Santi is the shortened version of Santiago. Um, What we really felt was important is, as um, Colombian family is really at the heart of this film, it was really important that we made the film, um, the film's title uh, refer to what Santiago's family call him, which is Santi. To be honest, it all comes down to the fact that I just like the sound of it. And I had a mate called Santiago <laughs> when I was in Bogota. And, um, and I thought that's it's quite a good name. Great. Does he know that? Does he know that? <laughs> I don't think he does. If he's out there, Santi, <laughs> named after you. No. So, Harry, how many, how many people in the cast? So we've got a cast of six really talented um, speaking roles. So we've got San- we've got John Gutierrez, who is British Colombian and is playing the role of Santi. We've got Zulika Chaka, who is playing the role of Violet. And then we've got four other fantastic actors playing the other roles. And then we've got two um, brilliant supporting actors who are playing um, the other two roles. And could you tell us the story about the search for John that you went about with Marvin? Yeah, it's quite funny, actually. So Marvin and I decided we felt it was pretty important as a team that um, we really sort of engaged with the Colombian community in this film. And we were having a bit of trouble finding our, the right man to play Santi during the casting process. The others were easier parts to find, but finding a Colombian man living in London who... Because the real one you wanted was Marvin, wasn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. (laughs) We couldn't have Marvin, so we had to get the next best thing. Well, no, I mean, yeah, finding a Colombian man living in London who can also act, can speak Spanish, you know, fluently, and essentially still has family in Colombia is really quite a tough find. We found one. So, yeah, you... you, you. Yeah, we hit yeah. the nail on the head. <laughs> you got him for nine months. Yeah. We'll, we'll make our own Santi. Watch yeah. out. <laughs> Marvin. I know, that's why I've got him on board first. I think that was a really fun story about, like, all the search, all the experience about... It was really funny because I wasn't expecting what we were going to do when we met and, and then say, 
okay, ride this bike, let's go to these places, let's try to find old character, or or and the, the way how Harry used to describe it, it was like quite mythologic, just going to a restaurant <laughs> and just all perfect character, all perfect actor, really uh, natural something was coming from downstairs. And that was the way how he always described it. And the funny thing is that once we were in a bakery and we were like, I was helping him giving the speech about the introduction about the film, like what were we doing and like just to make him like make him feel familiar. And then one guy say like, you know what? I think I got your guy. And we say like, really? And then Harry and I just look at each other. was like, maybe this is our guy. And then I don't remember his name. Let's say he's called Diego. Diego. <laughs> and, and he said, yeah, we have one. It's working actually upstairs. And he said, Diego, come here. <laughs> and then, Harry, what happens next? Yeah, so we sort of, as Marvin said, they're shouting, you know, they're going, Diego, Diego, there's film directors here. Get down here, Diego, right now. I mean, you know, Marvin and I, yeah, we're looking at each other thinking, okay, this is the one. This is the one. We're kind of looking up to the balcony, expecting sort of the Colombian Tom Cruise to walk out in front of us. And <laughs> this man, sort of, this young man appears in front of us and he goes, and goes, oh my God, oh my God, I played Romeo in my school play when I was nine. I was born for this. <laughs> That's my dream. We oh my God. <laughs> This you can be of, everything. This is right something. at the end of a, a really long day. And uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly what we were looking for. So Harry, tell us, why did you actually go about choosing, um, you know, the main character to be Colombian? Like, why did you want to base your film around kind of Colombia and your experience in Colombia? Well, I think that, so I, as you know, I spent um, six months living in Bogota in Colombia. And I, so I moved there in September, well, about two years ago now. And that initial six weeks was so thrilling and exciting, you know, traveling to new, uh, new places and having so many new experiences. But it was also accompanied with quite this sort of feeling of feeling like a bit of an alien, being in mm -hmm. this new culture and not quite speaking the language, even though I thought I could before I went and not really <laughs> understanding the customs and the humor. And I think that feeling of being that kind of careful balance between the excitement of a new place and also feeling quite alienated was something that I really wanted to capture. And so I got back and I wrote this, uh, this 90 minute feature film. And, but instead of it having being about a British guy that goes to Colombia, I felt that I really wanted to sort of, make it more of a critique on our own culture and mm. look at the way that British people treat um, kind of uh, Latin American immigrants, particularly Colombians, and look, also combine the way that I felt when I moved to um, Colombia. And I think meeting Marvin in, um, meeting you Marvin last March for the first time, I know we never actually crossed paths in Colombia, was really, we really hit on something where we sort of had this, this shared experience of uh, of both kind of going to these parties and they're feeling being, you know, place. feeling slightly out of place. And I think that's why when Marvin, uh, when I asked Marvin to sort of help me out with the script and really feed uh, his own experiences into the story, it really worked because he understood um, how I had felt and I really understood how he had felt. 
And I think that will really come across when people watch the film. A lot of people will feel identified, not only Colombians, like I think Latin Americans in general, when they have the experience to live abroad, especially in Europe, uh, well, no, Europe and the UK now, um, <laughs> they will feel identified and, yeah. and they will really enjoy the film because I think the way how you have described, we haven't done the shooting yet, but the way how you are planning to do it is going to really capture the, the feelings and a lot of people will feel identified. Yeah. So, so What's the situation with the pandemic? How's that affected filming? We're very lucky in that um, film and TV production is still allowed to go ahead in the current lockdown. But it has basically meant that we've really had to tighten up on our approach um, to COVID. So our producer, Stan Stotthall, has been absolutely fantastic in creating a watertight and kind of bulletproof COVID plan to ensure that we're still able to shoot. So that essentially means, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but it's, you know, making sure that the set itself is as safe as it can be mm. to allow us to continue shooting on February the 6th and 7th. So we're very lucky that it actually hasn't affected our plans at all and that we are going ahead on uh, this February You 6th could market um, Santi sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, it, a, I just thought maybe, about it. Maybe, maybe sanitizer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sanitizer. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Sanitizer. Yeah. It's good. I'll leave that with you. Selling it. I'll leave that one with you. Harry, <laughs> um, I also would like to ask you. I know that we haven't done the shooting yet, but so far, what do you think has been your favorite part about producing a film, especially like something? So, oh God, I mean, my favourite part has got to be, I mean, you were there, Marvin, the first time that we had the actors at the callback read out the script in a room was oh, yeah. really special as I think it's sort of the words that have been in your head for so long and the words that I'd written on the page and been thinking about yeah. in my bedroom and, you know, in London for so long, finally hearing them actually be acted out is, is a really special moment. I think any writer will agree that seeing your kind of work come to life is really quite something. And I think it was that was the moment that I thought, okay, yeah, we've we've got something here. Yeah, we've you got have something. We have got actually a great team. Like really, you know, the last in, uh, meeting that we have on Masum call, and I just uh, meet all this. I met all this uh, amount of people. There were like how many in, in total? Like all the the team. It was just I think there amazing. Were, I mean, in total, there's about. 20 of us yeah it's 20 um at least 20 yeah yeah and just feeling that everyone is working in, on their beats and just doing a little part of the the whole work and it's just amazing and i i think it's gonna work really well and i'm wishing you all the best thank you marvin no i mean it's a shame that we don't have you with us unfortunately for the shoot itself i mean yeah as you said i think it really is the the energy of the team that really kind of carries it carries the project. It's the people that are committed day in, day out. And I think what really people kind of don't see is people only see the sort of the glossy Instagram posts and, mm. and the, uh, you know, the kind of nice sort of smart side of it. But people don't see the, you know, producer sweating at sort of 11 p.m. to make sure he gets a call sheet out or mm. someone driving down to Kent to pick up the COVID tests, you know, for the location scout the next day. It really is a, a mammoth team effort. Mm. And, you know, right, right now, I always say to everyone that sort of this is when we're in the trenches and then we're going into battle in February and we're sort of preparing <laughs> for battle. Mm. 
But um, no, I mean, it really is a huge team effort. And I think that's kind of the joy of it, because without one of those people, you know, you, we couldn't make the film. Harry, I know that there will be, you know, a lot of barriers that you'll face along the way. And I'm sure, you know, with the kind of resilient team you have, you'll be able to overcome all of them. The reason why you made the film was to kind of promote Colombian representation globally. Um, but the question I have for you is, like, do you feel that you've like faced any pushback at all by like being British? No, I mean, I think we've actually been really lucky in that we've been welcomed by the Colombian community in London um, as we've been working with, you know, for example, the charity Latin Elephant um, and lots of other associations that promote um, Latin American representation on screen. Mm -hmm. um, but I think really it's, it really comes down to the fact, particularly um, Stan's work to create the links with um, Colum the Colombian community that's really kind of meant that there hasn't been much pushback in the sense that we've, from the outset, we've always said that the Colombian voice has got to be at the heart of the film. And that's why our executive producers, Marvin and David, are so important. And that's why we cast, a, you know, a real Colombian, uh, John Gutierrez. And I think that is why we've sort of been quite lucky, really, that we haven't faced that. I guess you already had that base, like with Marvin helping with the script and everything, like you've had constant input from Colombians throughout, which is why it's, it represents a Colombian experience in the UK so well. Do you think? Yeah, exactly. So, Harry, do you think that it will change people's perceptions or misconceptions of uh, Colombia or Colombians? I mean, I hope so. I think generally people have in the UK have a pretty fond, um, they have a f some fondness for um, Colombia as a country. And it's certainly, you know, high on people's kind of uh, bucket list of places to visit. But something I really picked up on when I was out there and when I got back, even before I went out, was actually sort of the number of friends, British friends and family that would, you know, tell me to be careful and tell me to mm. watch out for the cocaine. Mm. And, and actually, it was so ridiculous in the fact that, sure, you know, it is, you know, of course, the uh, unfortunately, the drug trafficking in, you know, in Colombia and the drug trade has caused, you know, a lot of uh, violence in the rural parts of the country. But what I realized is that the danger is just as as often just as rife on our doorstep in London. And actually, I don't think that people quite understand what's going on in Colombia and actually I got back and sort of, you know, all people asked me about was the cocaine and I sort of mm. felt people didn't really understand the other elements of the Colombian culture and the kind of beauty of the place. And people, the first thing that came to people's heads was, uh, you know, Narcos mm. and Pablo Escobar. And that really wasn't uh, my experience of the country at all. And I think that's definitely something that we really wanted to kind of highlight in the screenplay. And it was it's sort of showing this kind of careful balance. It's, there's a moment where um, where Santi sort of encounters these young um, British guys who are taking cocaine in the bathroom. And it's sort of that moment where they're taking it very frivolously and not really understanding where it comes from. And Santi has such a strong understanding being from Ocaña, a small town in, in uh, North Santander in, in Colombia. And he really understands kind of the damage that that plant has caused. And I think it's that kind of juxtaposition, that juxtaposition of the two kind of viewpoints on, um, on cocaine and, and what it means that I really wanted to hit upon and investigate mm. with this film.
yeah um i just wanted to know what are your plans for the future like where do you think uh this film is going what, what, well, what are your ideals yeah tell us well, about the fundraising yeah come on <laughs> go on yeah. here we go everyone. Yeah. here's the pitch so so the idea is that so what we're filming in february is a 10 minute proof of concept um short film which essentially is part of a bigger plan to allow us to film um, the feature film that I've written about the same topic. So what we are currently doing is we're looking for um, financial contributions to help us make the short, which will eventually uh, convince um, investors to help us make the longer project. But so what we will be doing with this short is also the aim of this short is to really highlight the kind of the relevance of the Colombian experience on screen but also um, how entertaining it can be on screen and, you know, the, the importance of telling this is story right now. Is it more and like a trailer? Why... Uh, no, it's not a trailer. It's not a trailer. Right. So it's one scene. It's, Dad loves it's the longer trailer. than a trailer, but there's other it's, things. It's, not, it's a 10-minute so scene that's been taken from the feature film script. And it's a scene taken when Santi has arrived in London and he's about six weeks into his um, time here. And he's taken along to a dinner party by his new English girlfriend. And this is the first time that he really uh, has to grapple with these quite um, unique cultural differences that he notices between the UK and Colombia. Yeah, that's what I call the clash of wars, which is like my biggest um, image of taking the Pentins family to my hometown in Colombia, <laughs> missing my family. It's a clash of wars. So... I think it's you, you will experience something similar. Dad. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think, I think that's just it, is that something I found is that the Colombian family model and the British family model, they're so distinct, but at the heart of them is the same love and this kind of mm. affection, but it's, it's kind of it manifests in such different ways. And that was something I really, really wanted to investigate. And when we get to hopefully make the feature film in the next couple of years, that's something that will be absolutely the heart of this film. Marvin, why, why, do you, um, why do you think this film's important? And what have you got out of the process so far, if anything? Oh, on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that this film how I said before, it's just going to help to a lot of people to feel identified and to normalize that feeling of feeling alienated. Um, it's, like, it's like the process that everyone will experience, how I just mentioned, like a British person going to Colombia will feel exactly the same because that was what you feel, what you felt. And, and it's really mm -hmm. important. And I think it's kind of necessary to, to realize that because the process is, how you mentioned, it's like you will feel alienated and feel like oh i'm not from here everything is weird but then when you just get used to and you start like socializing and making you an can't leave to <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah you're locked in with the pen <laughs> yeah, nine months he didn't have exactly. a choice longest nine months he had a choice <laughs> yeah and then you realize like should have gone no. <laughs> not at yeah, all but we we <laughs> <laughs> we, then after some time we start feeling well we have actually a lot of in common and like yeah independently of the own like countries nations like race everything like how you say it the core of 
us we are the same and and we we can get along really well we can end up doing a podcast and that's how it works <laughs> and here exactly and here we that's are that's how we got here today that's exactly how we got here today yeah well on that lovely note um i think we can send everyone to uh santi's instagram page which is it's at santi the film yeah. yeah okay so everyone should go check out santi the film um and also look out for the crowdfunding pages um and you know all of the updates on on the instagram page because i'm sure there's going to be a lot over the next few weeks and we're so excited to see what comes out of it um and best yeah. of luck best of luck has yeah before well, saying thank goodbye, you for having me guys before saying oh, yeah. goodbye i want to just thanks to all the Santi crew, like all Santi team, like every member, all their work, all the people who want to get involved in the project. Like we will really appreciate you all your help in any way. So you are welcome. And this is all project. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I echo those words. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. I've loved every minute.